0: Hello Masters in the Making, I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to introduce our guest today, Eric Van Horn. Eric owns multiple businesses in several states while living the four-hour work week in the Black Hills of South Dakota. He uses semi-absentee franchise ownership as the vehicle to this lifestyle. Eric, I've given our listeners a peek at who you are, but is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro?
1: Yeah. So after owning uh, franchises for you know many years, I wanted to get the inside scoop on what I was going to buy next. So I started to do franchise consulting that gave me access to a lot of different franchises and a lot of inside information so I could find the next brand for myself and friends and family who were looking at it. So, you know, almost 10 years later, five franchises later, helping hundreds of people find some great brands. I'm still here finding good ones for myself. And it's definitely given me a lifestyle that, you know, I could pinch myself at times that it's just, you know, incredible.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Super empowering. It sounds like an exciting kind of lifestyle to lead. And so, you know, we're going to jump around in a couple different areas today, but you know, where did you get started with this franchise ownership? Like, let's take us to that moment of your discovery of this entrepreneur an entrepreneurial journey i should say
1: so, yeah, so when I first got started, I'd actually kind of uh, stumbled into it. I just um, bought and sold a piece of real estate and investment property, and I, I stumbled into that. That's another story, maybe for today, maybe for a different time. But it gave me my first seed money, and I had some friends that were looking at you know a franchise. And I just went with them, not really looking to buy, but you know I think there was a free meal involved with it or something. So <laughs> I went, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing, amazing group of people. And what I thought the franchise was, you know, fairly established. Looking back, it was pretty ground floor. And so that really helped me understand the the advantage of getting into a brand that's getting ready to explode. So it came from a real estate deal, gave me some seed money. I did not buy a fancy car or any any kind of shiny new toy, but I put that into my first business and started to, uh, take the money that I earned from that into buying more units, more locations, and ultimately more brands.
0: Awesome. And I love how you mentioned that you took that money from that seed and you planted it into something else and kind of the cycle continued and continued. And so, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, and you've come from that, that those beginnings, but right now, where is your energy going in your business? (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, so I love that. I love that statement. And when I look at kind of my business and my life, it's, it's all kind of wound up in one. I mean, i I'm the guy that asks, you know, I'm like, what day is it? Is it Monday? Is it Saturday? <laughs> yeah. And you know, if I'm out, um, so like I'll go out boating and do some wake surfing with the family on a Monday because they know if I'm taking a 15 minute business call once during, you know, five hours of being with them, they're okay with that. And I'm okay with that. I like to mountain bike so I go out mountain biking and I'd rather be on the trail for two hours and take a phone call from somebody that needs to talk to me versus be stuck in an office all day long so business and family and life just kind of flow together so I've got my wife and my three daughters are pretty young and so I spend a ton of time with them they don't know anything different other than dads around all the time but then I have my current businesses and that's where my cash flow really comes from so I have multiple businesses in different states so I live here in South Dakota businesses in uh, California mostly Orange County getting ready to start some new ones in Kentucky Tennessee North Carolina and I'm working on some new businesses in North Carolina and Colorado but you know so that's where I get my cash flow. And that's what I love. It's my passion is building these businesses. But what I've found, it's also has given me incredible insight to be able to help other people that want to get into business. And so part of my week is really helping other people that want to transition out of corporate America to be able to have that time and freedom or whatever the goal is for them. I want to be able to help them reach that and match them with a business that does that. So, you know, it's family, my current businesses and then helping other people find a path out of corporate America.
0: Right on. I love the, the balance. It sounds like you got going on in your life. You're always around with your family. You're doing things, spending time with people you love. And so for those listening who kind of want to start living the four hour work week, you know, like, like you're doing, where do they start? Like how do they really get going with that, that journey?
1: You know, I think first, um, kind of keeping an open mind. So many people have an idea of what they want, especially if they're in corporate America. They have an idea of what they want their life to look like. And if they're in corporate America, it's so wrapped up into their identity is in their job or what they do. And so when I first start talking to someone, I really want to know what their goals are. And first, it's about money. And then they want to do something that they enjoy. And they don't think of enjoyment as the things that they really want to enjoy. They think of enjoyment as I want to enjoy my job. I want to be home for my, you know, for my family at dinner time, which is is great. But you know, if they start to look at the um, as their goals in a different way of I want the business to be the vehicle to help me reach my goals versus being the end goal itself. So in my mind, the business is not the end goal. That's the vehicle to help me have this lifestyle that I have to have the freedom to be able to not know if it's Monday or if it's Saturday or I don't care if it's Friday. So it, it's, you know, it's a mindset shift that people have to make. And some people don't make it. They they want to buy themselves a job that they enjoy. But I love helping people that want to uh, reach something that half the time, Mike, they don't even know what's possible. They sure. say it to me it, with a bit of hesitancy. They're like, Eric, I'd love to be able to, you know, not work 40 hours a week, come home with my family, work on the business, buy multiple businesses, and maybe travel, you know, a lot. And they feel bad, but once I start telling them, like, it's possible, they start to open up, and then they really start to dream. So, you know... uh, it's very interesting talking to people that are stuck in corporate America and they start to dream and it's, it's very empowering to see them start to realize that their goals can be even bigger than, than what they currently think.
0: Right. And I love that, that the analogy uses vehicle, uh, excuse me, business should be a vehicle to the lifestyle you want and not necessarily the end goal. That's such an empowering and super important message that like you said, a lot of people confuse. And so for you, you know, you work with franchise a lot of franchises how do you kind of um decide which business to pursue and like kind of where to start with that business like how do you really dive into that
1: you know it it goes back to the goals or where you know for myself where i am do i need something that is quick cash flow do i need something that's going to provide significant wealth in 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 the years down the road for my family so i've got a mixture of those types of businesses you know so if it's quick cash flow i want to be able to talk to franchisees who they tell me hey eric i'm making x amount of money and this is how quickly i'm making it you only need to talk to so many of them and to see if you're kind of like them or maybe even if you're better than them and and if you are then th- you know that's an opportunity that i want to investigate further or an opportunity that I want to get in. And so some of them are extremely quick cash flow type businesses, others are building long term wealth, a significant uh, more investment, and sometimes that's tied to uh, the type of um, business opportunity in terms of the investment level. Sometimes bigger investment levels, a million dollar investment level, might mean less employees, less headache, longer term, slower cash flow, but greater stability. Sometimes, you know, the shorter, quicker cash flow type businesses might have more employees, or you're not able to pay your employees as much. And so you're dealing with a different type of employee that may require some more management. So really, for me, it kind of depends where I am in my in, in my life. And, and at times it might be, just looking ahead and, and when the economy is behaving a certain way and it might change and shift, do I want to get into something that is on a different uh, segment of, the, of, of, of America and that's a bit more recession resistant? Other times it might mean getting in and if it's quick cash flow, then I can get my investment back into my bank account and let the business cash flow and I'm playing with the house's money at that point.
0: Gotcha. I really like that kind of bird's eye view. You can kind of look at it and see if it's in alignment with where you are in your own life. That's a really cool way to look at it. And so, you know, with all these different businesses, ventures you're you're pursuing and that you have pursued, how do you kind of balance all of those different, uh, different kind of focuses so that you're not outstretching yourself and becoming overwhelmed? Like, how do you really deal with that?
1: You know, that's, that's a common assumption that people make when I, when I tell them what they, what I do, or they ask me what I do and I start listing some of the businesses and they're like, Oh my gosh, you must be busy all the time. Or how do you handle all of it? And, and I just kind of, you know, laugh on the inside my wife gives me that look like they have no idea how busy you're not. And, and so I think it comes to putting the right team in place and empowering the team, whatever that looks like. So, you know, in one of our businesses and made a decision to hire a director of operations that's making, you know, well over six figures, but it was, I could have hired someone for less money than that. But if I can hire that caliber of person, they can take a lot off of my plate. And all of a sudden they have a mindset of an owner. They're making good money and they can make the decisions that I would make. And so when they come to me and, and we have a conference call and they're like, Eric, you know, this is the, this is the problem that's coming up. I don't want you to have to worry about this problem. This is my problem because you're paying me. And they said, what should I do? And and I say, no, what do you think you should do? And they only have to hear that a handful of times before they start coming to me with solutions versus questions. So they come to me with a solution and nine times out of 10, I'm going to say, great, let's do it and see see how it works i trust you and and then they start to understand my how i would make that decision so that so they're making decisions through a filter of what would eric do in this situation and i know sometimes they're going to make the wrong decisions but it's not going to be catastrophic so i let them make the wrong decisions so they know how it feels and what it's like um and so pretty soon they're making really good decisions consistently and you're not having to be involved with the day to day of all the minutiae of the business. So that's just one example in one business, but I carry that throughout, you know, multiple businesses that I have. Another thing, just when it comes to working with people that want to buy a franchise and they come to me, they need to be financially qualified. They need to be ready to make a decision. They don't need to, you know, be ready to buy or, you know, that the, the win is not buying, the win is is being ready willing and able to buy and making a good choice at the end of that process whether it's to buy or not to buy that doesn't matter it's making a good decision for them and if someone is not pleasant to work with they 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 just you know not fun to be on the phone with sure. i'm not going to work with them so it's really easy just to you know work with the people that are fun to work with and that you know you can help them get to where they want to go
0: That's awesome. And I think that's a huge value bomb right there because, you know, there's, it's just kind of getting that team together. That way it takes, like you said, things off of your plate and kind of makes it easier for everybody. It makes things flow better. And so we're going to transition a little bit here, Eric, into, into, you know, on your path to discovery, you achieve success. I can hear it in your voice, but also a lot of challenges, a lot of failures for you. What was the one biggest challenge that you faced on your entrepreneurial journey?
1: I was thinking uh, about this, uh, and you know, I, I've been reflecting a lot more on the challenges. And a while ago, I couldn't think of of, of any big challenges because I haven't had any catastrophic things happen to me. But as I was uh, talking to my parents about this an, uh, a while back, just about some of the challenges that I faced, they reminded me of something that I'd forgotten about. And I remember getting my first credit card. In college, all of a sudden, I don't know why I got a credit card in college, but I did. And so fast forward, you know, a number of years outside of college, the credit limited increased and I don't know how the balance got so high, but it did. And I didn't really tell anybody about that because I thought I can handle it. I can pay it off. And then before long, I remember being in the room. It was either my mom or dad there and a creditor called me and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I recognize it because I was getting these calls a lot. So, you know, they basically said, hey, what's going on? And that's when I told them and we came up with a plan and they said, you know, we're going to, you know, if you want, we'll hold you accountable. You won't be able to spend money like you've been spending money. And we're going to put you on a payment plan. We'll pay it off, so you're not paying crazy interest and getting caught up in this, you know, uh, a bad situation. So I we put together a contract, and I still have that contract today. And it was for a certain amount of time and I got focused on paying that off and I and I was accountable to them because I Wanted to be accountable to them and before long that whole thing was paid off and it was a significant amount of money I mean, I, I can't remember if it was ten or twenty thousand dollars But yeah. to me at that time it was a lot of money And then I was just amazed at how quickly it got paid off because I was focused on doing that and i submitted myself to that accountability now I kinda look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have three times that every month on different credit cards that I have and they're paid off every month, auto pay out of the out of the checking account. But it just reminds me back in those times and I wonder what would have happened if I wouldn't have been open, wouldn't have been honest and if my parents wouldn't have taken that opportunity to coach and teach me and, and instead of just, you know, shaming me in that.
0: Right. And so from that whole thing, from that adversity, from that, you know, that struggle of the credit card debt, what was the one greatest lesson you've taken from that experience?
1: I think honesty just being honest with myself honest with the people that care about uh, care about me that are around me so that transparency that honesty and that's just kind of you know gone through the whole way i do business with everything i'd rather be honest versus kind of hold something back thinking it might hurt someone's feelings so honesty you know is just the best policy and then a second Uh, you know, piece of that is obviously debt and debt's a double edged sword. And, you know, now I don't, I use debt wisely, but I also want to be in that really strong position to be able to build wealth when the economy goes, goes into a downturn. I don't, I'd want to be in, in an opportunity to take advantage of that and to grow and thrive versus just trying to survive in that business, in that, in, in business during that time and to be able to help other people out as well.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And so one of the things you, you you mentioned the honesty and it just kind of remember reminded me of something you said earlier about, you know, if you don't like working with someone, then don't do it. And so before we transition into the moment of mastery, one question I had for you is how do you go about deciding like good people to work with? How do you know, besides, you know, phone calls, but really like, what's a good way to find someone to work with that will be around for the long haul?
1: Well, if they, um, if they are asking good questions to me, and they're not telling me, they're not dictating to me what what they should be doing, why they should be doing it, and what I need to be doing for them, I'm like, hey, this is a, a two way street. I'm here to help you, and it's just an attitude. And you just a lot of times it's just going with my gut. So there's the things. Are they qualified? And it's funny because half the time. I, I'll give people good advice and free advice, you know on the phone just to help them But if someone wants to engage with me and they've got an, an attitude or a chip on their shoulder or they just like, you know, very um, Argumentative I'm like this is not gonna go anywhere And you know, so it's just a you know, it's, it's like you meet somebody you shake their hand and you start to engage with them You can tell pretty quickly if someone's gonna be pleasant to if you want to be their friend or if you don't want to be their friend I mean, I've had people People that have that have been complete strangers to me and I've helped them find a franchise and three years later um, we're business partners and so you know it's it's a long-term relationship even though it's a shorter term transaction it's sure. definitely a long-term relationship with me
0: awesome I love it and so Eric we're approaching home plate here are you ready for the moment of <clears throat> where we can share tips resources and insights directly to our listeners
1: absolutely
0: Awesome. What is one daily habit that contributes to your success?
1: You know, I've, I've um, been doing a lot of, a lot of different things, but I think just for me living in South Dakota, whether it's getting out, walking around on, on a hike or getting out biking, doing something to get outside, to breathe in the fresh air and not having anything around me that's going to be capturing my attention. So my mind is just free to think. You know, whether it's a mountain bike ride, if I'm out surfing behind a wake boat, or if I'm just out for a walk or just outside watching my girls ride their horses, no distractions, just free
0: to think. Awesome. I love it. And what is one simple mindset shift our listeners can apply to how they think about business?
1: So we've all heard of the glass half empty or half full. And I heard someone talk about it in a way that i hadn't heard about before and i equated it to a mountain bike race so you know every year most years i do a 50 mile mountain bike race that's local here and about mile 40 Um, my legs are burning, I'm probably cramping at some point, and it's just, you know, there's a lot of pain involved for someone like me that, you know, is just a weakened warrior for the most part. So I have a choice to either look ahead at the goal and and the end and be like, oh my gosh, it's too long, it's gonna take forever, I'm in so much pain, This, this sucks. Or to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I just did 40 miles and this next 10 is going to be nothing. And so, you know, I have that mindset of I, I want to see how far I've come versus how far I need to go. So that's a mindset that, that I definitely have. You know, another way to say it is the glass is always half full for me.
0: That's awesome. The glass is always half full. And what is one simple action now our listeners can take right now wherever they are to jumpstart their own success?
1: You know, I've seen it over and over. People make assumptions, and it's so easy to do. I do it myself whenever I'm presented with a new opportunity, whether it's a business that I'm going to buy into or a real estate investment I'm looking at or I hear about somebody else doing something. I'm so quick to make assumptions, and I found that most people are very quick to make assumptions. I've really disciplined myself to ask the right questions versus Making the wrong assumptions, and so that's what I encourage people that I work with to do. Because I know what the what the the reality is of a, of a certain business, and I know that they don't at that point. And so, if they are starting to make the wrong assumptions and they are not open minded to ask the right questions, you know, they're they're never going to get to where they want to go. So, ask the right questions. Don't make the wrong assumptions.
0: Love it. And what is one book you can recommend, and why? Um
1: story brand by Donald Miller. It's really helped me clarify my message and helps a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, whether you're working for somebody and just who you are, or if you have a business and you're interfacing with customers or you're a consultant, but it helps you clarify your message, why you're doing what you're doing, who you are and the premise of of this book is you're not the hero of the story you're the guide and it's really helped me clarify that for everybody that I work with because I'm just the guide I just help them get to where they want to go so excellent book story brand by Donald Miller
0: awesome Hope check that out we'll put a link for that too in the show notes and finally Eric where's the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do
1: uh, Facebook I love franchising. That's that's probably the best place. And I have a website as well. I have uh, content on there, but I'll I give a lot of free content on Facebook, um, and then uh, obviously on my website, ilovefranchising.com. Um And on there, you can get a free ebook on basically it's a guide to uh, how to investigate a franchise, and so it's right there free.
0: Right on. Thank you, Eric. Masters in the Making, go check out Eric's website and go check out his Facebook page. Also, check out SimpleSelfMastery.com. Type in Eric's name in the search. It'll shoot you over to the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Eric and I discussed today. Eric, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.